Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that just beautiful? All praise is to be to the King of Kings. If, if, if anybody has a problem with this, they're fighting against the Lord. This is a beautiful thing to see people coming from just everywhere to praise the Lord. It's just a beautiful, beautiful thing. And uh, I'm not going to put up with anybody <laughs> talking trash about it. They're gone from my channel if they do. Anyway, what a beautiful day to see such a thing. So I have something really cool to tell you. Uh, I've been doing a lot of research. I can't say that I have it all ironed out and perfectly sorted out, but I want to talk to you about uh, these amazing signs in the heavens that the Lord is showing us. And uh, I got some more confirmation. Uh, this is a video that I did a while back called... Uh, Revelation made easy. No, 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 no. It's not called that. <laughs> it's uh called the. Let's see if I can make it a little bit smaller. I can see. Um, I did one on the heavenly signs, the signs in the heavens, and I go into each one of the constellations and I tell what each one of them means. Okay, so this this gives us clues on how we can figure out. Well, what what is the Lord doing? It uh, you know it. it in the beginning, it looked like just a bunch of stars in the sky. And then we decided, realized, no, they are a sign from the Lord. He put these constellations. Job saw Orion years and years and years ago before even Enoch, long, long ago. So these have been there since the beginning and where they would be able to identify them for a reason, as the Lord says in Genesis 1, 14, um, signs, seasons, days, and years. He's given these, uh-oh. That's weird. <laughs> Don't worry. It's just the light was not <laughs> twisted <laughs> tightly. Anyway, so um, I wanted to show you guys more ways that we can, we can understand what it's talking about and be like the wise men because they clearly knew when our Lord Jesus was being born. And this information, no doubt, has been hidden from us. And so one of them, uh, I asked the other day for some information about this. And so one of our uh, uh, patriots uh, shared a, a channel. I'm going to show you a little bit of that video that um, he shared with me. And um, I don't agree with everything on that person's video. And I haven't found, you know, a lot of information about this because so much of it has been tamped down and hidden from us. But I am going to share with you what I did find out. So buckle up. It's going to be really, uh, really cool. So this video, um, I will link it in the description box below. Basically it's in, it's in the revelation playlist and it's talking about the heavenly storybook. So each one of the constellations has a meaning. For example, here in Ophiuchus, it's, he's wrestling this serpent and that's the, uh, what we just have really, uh, been, uh, there's been a sign in the heavens with us wrestling the serpent and no doubt we have been and we're uh, actually exiting that sign and we're moving into Sagittarius and that's what I want to talk to you about today. So each one of these uh, symbols has a biblical meaning and that's what that video goes into. Okay. And so I want to go into, you know, what, um, how do we know that this is biblical? How do we know that this is, um, and what these, what these mean? Because like I said, so much of it has been hidden from us. Also, I'm going to talk to you about what each of these, um, uh, wandering stars, what its meaning is. And so those are the symbols for each of the wandering stars and how we see clues in, in God's word that has not, they've not effectively hidden from us. And so, uh, that's going to be really cool to see too. Now, um, this is actually the, the same Zodiac or the Bible word for it is Maseroth. And so those are the symbols. Okay. But they are, um, 
represent God's people. And I'll show you how I know that. Look in the uh, in Numbers chapter 2, we see how um, the Lord spoke to Moses and unto Aaron, saying, Every man of the children of Israel shall pitch by his own standard with the ensign of their father's house far off from the tabernacle of the congregation shall they pitch. In other words, they're going to pitch a tent. They're going to, uh, and they're going to, the, t the tabernacle of worship is going to be in the center and they're going to camp outside around this tabernacle. And so that by their own standard, by their own sign, by their own flag. And what is the flag? It represents one of the Zodiac, one of the Maseroth, uh, the constellations. And so there are 12 major constellations that go along the ecliptic and there are 12 uh, ch uh, sons of, of uh, Jacob. I know there's 13 actually when you add on uh, uh, the other son of, um, uh, of Joseph, but that's, anyway, that's for later. All right, so then he talked about how do we know what each one represents? Well, there are some differences of opinion about which one goes with which. And there are lots of really great clues for us so that we can get to the bottom of that. This video is not really about that specifically. I'm wanting to get to how we know there's a sign in the heavens coming up in March that's very, very strong about some major changes coming in March. Okay, so very, very exciting. Okay, before I get to that, though, here is in uh, Genesis chapter 49, just before Jacob was about to pass, he went to each one of his sons and he gave them a blessing. Okay, for example, Reuben, thou art my firstborn, my might, the beginning of my strength, the excellency of dignity, the excellency of of power. Unstable as water. I'm not going to go into whatever the problem with, with Reuben was, but he did not get to be the, the preeminence. Okay. Um, so he did not get to, you know, to keep his, his uh, position as the, uh, the, the firstborn and, and get the, the big blessing that was actually uh, given actually to Joseph. But Anyway, because Joseph was uh, was the one who deserved it. Anyway, so um, but each one of them got a blessing. I'm going to show you what that is. So here's how it began. Each of the tribes was around. Let me show you this picture. This is maybe better. This is this shows how each of the tribes was around the uh, the tabernacle. Was in the middle in the middle, and how each one had their flag and how they they uh, encircled this. Um, the tabernacle and so they had their their flags which represented each of the constellations obviously that is too little to uh to read so i'm gonna i've got the bigger pictures here all right so this is the way they were camped this with judah and so you've got judah represented these three so when you see a flag you wouldn't see all 12 flags all the time uh just you know northeast southwest okay so you like on the judah flag you'd have you'd know that, okay, with Judah is Issachar and Zebulun. With Reuben is Simeon and Gad. With Ephraim is Benjamin and Manasseh. And with Dan is Asher and Naphtali. Okay, so you'd, you'd know how they were arranged. So imagine there's millions of people, whatever, however many there were, and you're trying to figure out where do I go? You could look for even just that one uh, flag that, that represented your section northeast, southwest, all right? And so that's where I get this. And we see this in the word of God, where it says one with the face of an ox, one with the face of a man, one with the face of a lion, one with the face of an eagle. And that goes into the symbols of the tribes of Israel. Okay. So isn't that cool? Um, now this, and so these are each one of the, the what goes on each of their, uh, of their flags. And what's so cool, I'm going to just real briefly, quickly show you that these flags continue on uh into europe you know with england and scotland and the these if you look you'll see these same on the heraldry on the flags you'll see that these uh, have continued on for and the easiest one for us to recognize is that um judah is the lion the lion of the tribe of judah right and so you see on so many of these flags you see a lion and and that represents that's actually representative of judah and you'll see here's when england and denmark and um german state of arms and estonia and the netherlands you'll see all these uh representing and and uh, if you take the time to look at each one of these, Zebulun is uh, Zebulun will dwell at the seashore. He shall be a haven for ships. So you see Belgium, 
uh, uh, there's actually a lion on a ship. There's Russia and the Netherlands and all these with the ships, okay, the Scotland and Latvia, because uh, when, when there was the dispersion, uh, they, they moved around and they kept their heraldry. They kept their flags. And so they would be able uh, to identify themselves. There's one in town of Ansdree, whatever, whatever, France, and one in those in Scotland and others in Netherlands and different places. All right. So back up. Judah is a lion's whelp. He couches, he lies down as a lion. The scepter shall not depart from Judah until Shiloh comes, right? And he washes his garments in wine. In other words, uh, in the blood of his enemies. There you go. There you go. So now you go to, um, this down. you move, go to Issachar. That's the donkey. You look to see all the, the um, uh, he's a strong donkey, right? Look at all these flags with a donkey on it. Reuben, it's the man, right? And all these flags have a man on it, right? And then you go to Simeon and, uh, Levi. Levi was actually in the center because they were the priests. They were the, not really given a, the inheritance like the others. Their inheritance was to be the priests of the Lord, which is a huge, huge, huge blessing. And then Simeon had a sword. So Simeon is a, is a, we're going to go into that a little bit, that that Aries, because what, what do you do with Aries, which is the lamb is the, the there's a, it's the, it's the death of the, of the, of the lamb uh, and, and the, the sword, so yeah, that's one of the the uh, you know one of the ones that more violent ones uh, of the of uh, the constellations. All right, so Simeon, uh, this this is the second one where you see all these other flags uh, representing this all these all these swords. All right, so then we go to Gad, and he was uh, as for Gad, raiders shall raid him, but he will raid at their heels. A troop shall overcome him, but he shall overcome at the last. So you see all these flags. Let me see if I can get yeah, okay. I think I pushed it too far. Oh yeah, I don't want to miss this one. I don't want to miss this one. Okay, so then we've gotten to Ephraim. This is Taurus the bull. Um, and so what's cool about that, because, uh, you know, Joseph got the, the basically the, the blessing of the firstborn, basically. His sons uh, were both of the horns of, of Taurus. And so they were the, like the, 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 the power of uh, the destruction of the enemy within those two horns, Ephraim and Manasseh, which um, those, if you remember the promise, there would be a, a company of nations and a great nation. And so that has carried on into this whole, all these, the flags you see here, I believe these are the company of nations. These are the ones that all, uh, so many nations throughout Europe are that company of nations. And then I think America is the great nation that is, is the Lord is going to use to set the world free and is using it right now because we're living in this amazing, amazing day. So then, um, so Ephraim is, as you see on all these flags, all these uh, coat of arms, you'll see this, um, these uh, symbols of uh, like a, a unicorn, uh, this horn. Uh, you know, Ephraim being just the one one horn of the two uh, on um, on Taurus, and then here's Manasseh. That is saying Joseph is a fruitful bough, a fruitful bough by a spring. Its branches run over a wall. The archers bitterly attacked him and shot at him and harassed him. So you'll see a, uh, an an arrow on those. So um, there's arrows in a lot of the heraldry. You'll see these arrows and this comes straight from the the heraldry the 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 blessing that was given from from jacob to uh joseph and goes through his son manasseh isn't that cool it's all right there if we just know how to look for it and then you'll see benjamin he's the benjamin is a ravenous wolf in the morning he devours the prey and in the evening he divides the spoil we're going to talk about that one specifically today because of um, that one uh, in dividing the spoil. And that's what we're about to do. We are going to devour the prey and uh, divide the spoil. All the things that they have taken and stolen from us, we're going to get back. But I'm getting ahead of myself. All right, so then Scorpio, that one is uh, Dan. Dan actually has uh, several different symbols. One is a snake. One is a, a scorpion. One is an eagle. So you'll see that on all these different um, 
the flags that so many places throughout uh, Europe have been Danites and Denmark and Danube and Dan this and that. So then along with Dan was Naphtali, and which is a graceful a doe. Naphtali is a doe let loose. He gives beautiful words. Naphtali is a hind let loose, giveth goodly words. Um, so see all these beautiful hinds in the Netherlands and Germany and all these different places you'll see this hind. So these groups, people's groups went and when they were dispersed, they went to these areas and this is our heritage. These are our grandparents, some of us. Okay. So, um, and then Asher is as, as for Asher, his food should be rich. He'll be, he will yield royal dainties. So you'll see the, um, these, uh, symbols here that carry on. Now, these are, here is a picture of all the different flags and which tribes they represent. Don't forget, we talked about before, if you haven't seen it on the Lost Tribes of Israel that I did, you see that the, the two lines of Judah reconnected, the Zara and the uh, Pharaoh's lines reconnected. And then here is how they, like a heavenly Maseroth or Zodiac, they encircled the tabernacle, the worship, just like this, they were making this circle. I think it's beautiful that they're doing a circle uh, when they sing and, uh, and giving praise to the Lord of all praises be to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He is wonderful. So this is what it would be. They would be all circled around, around this praise and all these flags representing each one a different gift, each one a different, maybe some of the things that they had done, uh, some made it, you know, they had a strong personality, maybe like Kanye um, or like me, you know, and we have to hone those, uh, those gifts. It's, it's, it's good to be uh, outspoken. It's good, but it's to utilize it and, and work for God. Like Kanye talking about, he says, I was working, I worked for the devil my whole life. And I told the devil I'm going on strike. So now to use these gifts in service to the Lord. So for example, um, you know, you know, uh, Simeon and uh, Reuben were, were bloodthirsty and, and killers, okay? But they had to use it, learn how to use it for God's kingdom instead of their own purposes, okay? So in a similar way, you know, Judah is a, he was ferocious. If you read the book of Jasher, you'll see he's just like, <laughs> but how to use that to bring justice and judgment into the world, right? Um, uh, uh, you know, just different, you know, all of us have certain strengths and certain weaknesses. The Lord has given these to the church, you know, but to be sanctified and to be used for his purpose. All right. So now, all right. So, uh, and so yeah, the, like these right here, they, they have an element, the Aries, which is the lamb with the sword, right. And Sagittarius, which is the, is the archer. We're going to talk about that. And then the lion, which is, those are the three that are the, what they, they identify an uh, astrology as the, the fiery ones, the earth, the earth, wind, air, fire, not wind, earth, something, water, uh, air and fire. And so fire is, are those that are, that are very um, uh, volatile, right? And so we're going to talk about that right quick here um, that we're, we're about to have a, an amazing sign in Sagittarius, which is one of the red hot fiery ones. That's where we're headed right now, you guys. So back to this, this constellations, the Lord said, let there, let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night. Let them be for signs. The Lord gave it. So we have to learn how to read them. All right. So now uh, the, the, the constellation helps you to know the where. Okay. Where is this happening? What, what is happening? Okay. So Judah is one of the red ones, the fiery ones, the, uh, Leo, the lion of the tribe of Judah, along with them is, is cancer, which is, uh, talks about work and burden. And, uh, this is the donkey one bearing that burden. We're doing this work, holding on to, uh, putting their hand to the plow and not turning back. Uh, Gemini is, uh, about unity and fruitfulness. See, a lot of these are about work or about, you know, blessing or unity, which is, which is great, which is great. So the fiery ones, we need to figure out, okay, so something's happening in the fiery one, something, and especially when we're going to see a lot of flashing lights, we're going to need to go, something big is happening. Okay. So Taurus is domination and victory, bringing justice and judgment through, to the world through those, through Ephraim and Manasseh, the two horns of Taurus, the two horns of 
of uh, Joseph. Um, Aries, again, this is the violent one, the sacrificial lamb, uh, the, the sword uh, that, uh, that we overcome through the blood of the lamb. We overcome through his sacrifice for us. And we, we in turn, we sacrifice for each other. We, we lay down our lives. We day, lay down our personal preferences. We lay down our, uh, our, even our, our, uh, uh, you know, our reputation if necessary so that people go, you know, this is, this, she's doing this for the Lord. Okay. <laughs> she's not doing this for her own personal benefit. Right. So that we, um, we follow in his footsteps and, and we are, uh, sometimes if we're, you know, if we're catch some of his, um, persecution, right? All right. So then Pisces is uh, talking about the struggle and the, uh, separation, uh, where we, we sometimes have to separate from people because we, we there's just such a, a difference and we're going to have a, have a huge separation with, them, uh, these, this deep state when they are tossed into prison, right? Um, Aquarius, this blessing and knowledge and fulfillment, we're going to see this happening. Uh, we're, we're not, you know, there's some great signs happening in there, but the, this next, this next sign coming up is really huge. I'll, I'll show you in just a second. Okay. So Aquarius is this water being poured out, the uh, uh, knowledge being poured out on all of the earth, which we're seeing. Uh, Capricorn is a beautiful picture of a goat who has a fishtail. So he's, he's leaping into, uh, in for joy. Uh, there's a, it's freedom and resurrection and uh, new life and uh, joy and safety and, and all, you know, the things that go along with this. Here's the other red one, devour the prey, divide the spoil. So this is the archer. They say Asher. I don't believe it's Asher. I think it is, um, yeah, uh, one of Joseph's sons with the archer. I think um, in Manasseh and Egypt uh, and, and um, Ephraim. So now it's scorpion. Uh, Scorpio, death and destruction. It's really about what's happening to Scorpio, not as much because they're right behind. Uh, right behind them is is Sagittarius with the archer, with the with the arrows pointed straight at the Scorpion. Uh, basically, pointed straight at the New World Order um, and the, the those who work evil. Do not worry if the, any of these are your sign. It's not about your sign. It's not about that. It's about the Lord's. Um, plan for the earth what he's doing on the earth and for us to get with the program of what he is doing okay libra is talking about justice and fairness and wealth everything being put into balance okay and and, and equity and then virgo is about beauty and renewal um and uh and and this rebirth this this birth of this kingdom okay so those are the signs so you saw that there were the three the and one of the three is sagittarius that is a fiery one all right so now we know you know, okay, when you look at the whole Maseroth, if something is happening in Sagittarius, you know, we, we understand something volatile is about to happen. Okay, now, I'm going to let you listen to this guy's video, and he, though, uh, he does not look at things in the, in the light of God's word. He does it, he's, I'm sure he's a wonderful person, don't, I don't mean to, uh, to say anything ugly about him, he's more of a, an astrologer, uh, he's an astrologer, he calls himself an astrologer, he calls himself, um, uh, you know, he, he looks at these things um, in, a, in a very different way from where, what, where I'm coming from, but he also saw something amazing happening. He's like, there's some big things. He's thinking, oh, well, maybe it means that, that um, the stock market's going to crash or the, you know, we're going to have wars or whatever. And so I disagree with his analysis of what it means, but I, he also saw something very major is happening. So how could he tell? It's because we have these luminaries and they have a certain job to do. The Lord has given them a job to do. Mars, Venus, Mercury, Moon, Sun, Earth, Pluto, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, and, and Neptune. So these signs tell us what the Lord is doing. Okay. So these are, give us, gives us clues on what's going on. All right. And these are from the, the loops, not only of the location, but also if they, if, if, for example, Jupiter spends its entire time in, in uh, Sagittarius and does this giant loop there, we're seeing there's, you know, there's, we need to stop and say what is going on in Sagittarius. We'll see here in just a second. Then 
Uh, I'm going to tell you what each one of them gives us a clue on what's going on. So one is the sun gives life giving power and light and majesty. That makes sense to me. The moon is about emotions, desire, fertility, something being hidden or occult, uh, something being hidden from us and maybe them being, them being, um, uh, it being exposed. And actually in one of the ones in March, this is, this is, uh, the moon is in the one that's happening in March. Mercury is about quick, speedy, speedy, quick. That one's happening in December of next year. Um, Jupiter, oh, well, Venus talks about love, beauty, pleasure, uh, relational. That one's not actually in these because it's not really about um, uh, so much about this. <laughs> uh, what's the word? It's not really about that right now. It's about getting, oh, sorry. It's about getting the bad guys exposed and out of here. Jupiter is the authority. Jupiter is uh, about success and wisdom. If you remember, Jupiter was the king of the gods in, um, in uh, uh, Greek mythology. Um, uh, and then Mars is about violence, war, energy, and passion. So that one is going to show up in Sagittarius. All these in yellow are showing up in, in Sagittarius. And then Saturn. Saturn is about su suffering punishment reform. What's the whole point of punishment is to get, is to wake people up and, and, and get them to change their ways. Um, or if not, to at least put them behind bars so they cannot hurt anybody anymore. So that's what Saturn is, is representing. So we're going to see both Jupiter and Saturn in the same uh, constellation in Sagittarius. And it's like, who's going to win? We already know. We already know. So we're, we're getting to the, basically this heavenly standoff and uh, we're going to see who's going to win. And then Pluto is, it takes a long, 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 long time for it to go around. And so, yeah, to have Pluto there, which represents rebirth and something secretive, maybe being exposed, that is uh, really cool that it's there too. And the North Node, which is a, uh, the ascending conjunction on the sun's ecliptic. So that is a, that is kind of like a wa uh, waxing moon getting, getting brighter, the moon getting brighter um, in the one that is, um, I think that's the one in March. All right. So these are what the, the meanings are. And when you have multiple of these in one constellation, that's flashing lights, something big, big, big is going on. So you might think, well, how do you know any of this? You know, maybe the Lord just put these up here to be twinkly. Well, here is what, what happened in the book of Jasher. This is where, where when they've hidden so much of this from us and we're all learning so much of this and, and coming out of this, um, this, uh, how they kept everything so, so secretive and just for their own little, their own purposes, but we were kept in the dark on it. In Jasher chapter 53, this is when Joseph is getting to see his brothers and he's having a private conversation with his brother, Benjamin. He's wanting to know, are they treating him right? Is, you know, he's wanting to have this conversation to find out if he's being mistreated like he was. And so he ordered them to bring, he, Joseph ordered his assistants to bring him a map of the stars whereby Joseph knew all the times. And Joseph said unto Benjamin, I've heard that the Hebrews are acquainted with all wisdom. Dost thou know any of this? Now I read something where it was saying, oh, well, they went down to Egypt and they learned all about this from the Egyptians. No, they did not. This was from Enoch. This is from the, the, the had, uh, this had been passed down from generation to generation, Abraham to Isaac, to Jacob, and then to, to Joseph. And you'll see here that Benjamin knew this too. Benjamin beheld, um, Benjamin, thy servant is knowing also. Benjamin said, thy servant is knowing also in all the wisdom which my father taught me. And Joseph said unto Benjamin, look now at this instrument and see where thy brother Joseph is in Egypt, who you said went down to Egypt. So we see clearly that, that uh, Joseph had been taught by his father and so had uh, all the sons. Benjamin is saying that his father, Jacob, had taught him about these very things. <laughs> I wish our schools would teach the, some of these things and the, and the truth about it instead of keeping so much hidden from us. But that's what this channel's for. And Benjamin beheld that instrument with the map of the stars of heaven. This, um, this instrument was the, was the cup that he had supposedly stolen, right? That later on he'll supposedly steal it. But this cup somehow has a way for him to put this 
cup instrument on this map of this uh, with the map of the stars of heaven. And he was wise and looked therein to know where his brother was. And Benjamin divided the whole land of Egypt into four divisions. And he found that he who was sitting upon the throne before him was his brother Joseph. He was able to look at the map of the stars of heaven and the map of the land of Egypt. It's a, it appears that he has two maps in front of him. He's looking at both of these maps and he see, he's able to see this is my brother's right here. And interestingly, I'll, let me get this real quick. I'm going to show you something super quick. Okay, here is an ancient map, or it, it's an ancient map, but it, sure is, it looks very similar to what it does now, uh, of Egypt. Okay, and I just found this very interesting that it has these two horns on the Red Sea. Did you guys know that? Isn't that cool? And so look at, look at, look at Taurus. It's got these two horns, right? Look how long these horns are. These, these uh, bright stars, I mean, these horns are crazy long, right? And then Aldebaran is the brightest star, and it would seem that Joseph is the brightest star of Taurus. But anyway, I don't know. I haven't gotten to the bottom of it. If anybody has any great ideas on that, let me know in the, in the comment section below. But bottom line, he looked. Joseph looked. I'm sorry, Benjamin looked into the, uh, the map of the stars, and he looked and he divided and he also looked at the whole land of Egypt and he divided it into four divisions and he somehow or another, he figured out that Joseph was sitting there and I have a feeling and I haven't, uh, a while back I looked into it that there was a, uh, that I had, I found a, a time when Taurus had all these different, um, uh, motions of these stars going on in them, just like, uh, just like we're going to fix and see in, in Sagittarius. And uh, I, didn't, I don't know where I put the copy of that. But anyway, one day I'll find it and share it on the community page. But anyway, um, so when Joseph saw his brother Benjamin was so much astonished, he said unto Benjamin, what hast thou seen and why art thou astonished? And Benjamin said unto Joseph, I can see by this that Joseph, my brother, sitteth here and with me upon the throne. And Joseph said to him, I'm, I am Joseph, thy brother. Reveal not this thing unto thy brethren. Behold, I will send thee with them when they go away. I will command them to bring that to be brought back again into the city and I will take thee away from them. So isn't this something? All right. So he clearly, they clearly have been told how to read this. And this is what we're all hot on the trail is how can we know? And so I have some things that clearly there's something going on in the next uh, little bit, which is very exciting. All right. So just so you know that each of the, uh, of the wandering stars that I was just talking about, each of these, each of these does a motion in the heavens, a loop. And I've shown you guys that many times. Okay. And so that, and what each of these you know, specifically means. All right. So, and they take a certain amount of time. For example, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto take about a, a half a year or so. They call it retrograde. Um, that I don't really believe that that is retrograde. And this is the reason why I don't believe that in case you Retrograde is where they talk about, oh, well, just like when you are, you're, you're moving and another vehicle's moving, it looks like they're going a lot slower than what they are because it, because you're coming up, up upon them, that type of thing. Um, and so you're, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a movement. So it, 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 uh, it has a different you know, appearance. The problem is this, we've got multiple, uh, uh, planets or wandering stars doing this at the same time. And so some of them are going this way and some of them are going that way. And it's just, there's just no way that retrograde makes any sense. It just does it, the way that they explain it. Um, I, I believe they do heavenly loops. I have no problem with, with that happening. I have no problem at all with that happening. And I think that they, it's what they want to hide from us because we, we're on to that they're doing loops and they're like, Oh, they're not really doing loops. It's just because the way it, it, it appears, but you <laughs> when you start looking at Stellarium and you start seeing this one's doing that and this one's doing that, you're like, no, there's no way it's because of the, the movement of the earth. No, no, no way. Anyway, so certain ones take longer than others to do their lips. This is, this is what I really think was about that special cup that, that Joseph had. So it, it uh, measured out on their, per their map, how you would, uh, determine you know what a loop was if you remember with the bethlehem star the wise men were knew that there would be seven seventies they expected jupiter to do uh to do the, its loop and and complete one complete cycle uh and it would be 70 
times. I'm sorry, seven times. Anyway, so that means a lot of generations over like 500 years. Okay, so when Jupiter and uh, becomes retrograde, I'll, I'll just use their word for roughly four months per year, and Saturn also for about four months. Okay, so we're going to see them both. They're both doing this this loop at the same time. And it's like Saturn's running, trying to run away from Jupiter. Mercury also goes about three or four times a year because it's a much, much faster. And it's doing this loop. It's just very, it's darting around like like Mercury would you'd think of. Venus more or less goes retrograde about every 18 months or so. So uh, not nearly as quick as the Mercury. Mars goes about once every two years. Okay, so they're all doing this heavenly dance. Okay, this the Lord had put these in the heavens for them to do these very things. Let me see if I can find. Oh, I lost. Okay, here we go. I want you to see how the Lord had told them to do this in the book of Enoch. He had told them to do these certain things, and they did not do it. And if you if you've studied the Word of God, you might have come across these verses. And you're like, what does this mean? And you, we just you know what we end up doing a lot of times is if we don't understand, we kind of just um, move on. You just pass it over and say, well, I don't have enough of the pieces of the puzzle to, to understand what, what this is talking about. But now we do. Hold on. All right, here is in the book of Enoch, chapter 18. The Then the angel said, this place until, I'm sorry, let me back up. Okay, and there I beheld seven stars, like the great blazing mountains, like spirits entreating me. And the angel said, this place until the consummation of heaven and earth will be the prison of the stars and the host of heaven. So the angels, these angels, these now demons, they had been told that they were their job was to manage the motion of these stars. They did not do that. They didn't fulfill the job the Lord gave them to do. He says, therefore, they're going to be in prison uh, because they didn't do their job. The stars which roll over fire are those which transgress the commandment of God before their time arrived, for they came not in their proper season. There, And a season is like we think of as a, you know, summer, winter, spring, autumn, right? And they were supposed to do their loops. They were supposed to move in, the, in exactly the, what the Lord had told them, and they did not do it. They did not. Therefore, he was offended with them and bound them until the period of the consummation of their crimes in the secret year. The secret year, I believe, is 2020. I really do. This consummation is happening. This is happening. And they know that this time is, is approaching very, very quickly. And so they are, they've known that this time would, would come and it, it's here. It's amazing. Um, so they, they didn't fulfill the job. If you look in the book of Jude, it also says in, uh, it says in the angels that did not keep their own position, but left their proper dwelling have been kept by him in eternal chains in the nether gloom until the judgment of the great day. They knew this day would come and they are in big trouble because they didn't keep their position. What does that mean? Look at this in, in this other version here. The angels who did not keep their first estate, but left their own habitation. He has reserved in, in eternal chains under darkness until the judgment of the great day. This people talk about, oh, well, they, and they, yes, they did tempt humans. They did tempt humanity. That's the, that's the problem. They did not want these signs in the heavens to give to for the Lord to be able to use these to communicate with the people what he was doing. And so they wanted to, to change up the motions and, and get us all out, you know, and that's what they, they've done effectively by hiding this information from us. Okay. So that they left their own in it also habitation. Another word for that is mansions. And, and, and they, these, these, the, the Zodiac, the, 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 uh, Maseroth is, they call it mansions. These, certain habitations, certain places, certain, uh, like the 12 tribes of Israel. These are, these are places where it goes into, um, to, to tell people what is, what is happening. All right. What the Lord is doing. We don't, we're not looking at, uh, trying to talk to the stars to, to tell them what, you know, what I should do today. We go to the Lord and the Lord is the one who gave these signs for us. It's a huge, huge, huge difference. I'm not going to talk to any stars. Okay. I talked to the Lord, but I will say this, that, oh, and oh, this is the nodes of um, the moon's orbital path. So this is a node here ascending and descending. So it's about to go up. And if you look at the moon, it, it does this wobbly thing. And so it, it goes up and it goes down. And, and also there's waxing and waning. All right. So 
but these are the angels it talks about in the book of, um, and I might read this to you the other day, that these angels were over the stars. They have certain jobs to do, and their job was to, to manage the stars and to manage uh, these constellations. So this is the name of the angels and the, and the constellations that they are over. And so those other angels who did not do their job ended up being imprisoned. Now, so now let's look at what is happening. I keep talking about what's happening in March. Remember how I was showing you on the video about uh, what this going on in Sagittarius. Sagittarius is the archer that just devours the prey and divides the spoil. All right, so March 18th, we are seeing Saturn, which is that punishment, right? The um, exposure and, 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 the, and the, uh, the consequences. We're seeing the moon, which is, um, is ascending and, and, and it's ascending mode and it's um, uh, getting brighter and revealing what they've tried to hide, okay? Uh, Jupiter, which is the authority, our Lord Jesus. This is another name for Melchizedek, which is the eternal king, which is our Lord Jesus. And he is ruling Sagittarius and he is ruling over all of it, including Saturn. You see right here with the little red dots, that is Pluto. You can't see Pluto, but Pluto, if you remember, that one was the one where we was talking about the rebirth, uh, these, these secrets coming out. You guys, oh, that'd be great in March if we saw all these secrets coming out and we're starting to even see it with the, with the, uh, you know, the, the, what is it, the, this week, Wednesday, we're going to see Horowitz come out with something. I don't know. So, and then Mars, which is the one that's doing battle. This is all going on in Sagittarius in March, middle of March, the Ides of March, right? So this is a, a very good sign that something big is going to happen. Again, just like we, we were in the Q movement, little by little, it's being unfolded and opened up because the people can't take it all in one blammy. Okay. It's just more than our psyche can take. Uh, it's too, it's too hard. So here is this guy's video. I want you to see a little, a few little snippets of, of this. Destruction of old rigid paradigms of elite systems that are toxic to this realm. This is for me an event that will open up the door of change. Maybe Argentina or another country will go into hyperinflation like Venezuela. Something will possibly happen that will really get into the collective consciousness. Moving on, I like to go through the days here one by one so you get to see the motions. On the 1st of May, the south node will fall out of the back of Capricorn. Okay, I'm going to move it forward to where he's talking about this conjunction uh, uh, opposing forces. Okay, let me see if I can get to that spot. When many of you will probably have reincarnated as a baby again somewhere. <laughs> and now we are just days away from what is known as the Great Conjunction of Saturn and Jupiter. On the winter solstice, 21st of December, 2020, Jupiter... Okay, before I show you that, I'm going to show you that what's happening. December... 25th. This is the conjunction he's talking about. It starts around the 14th. There's a, there's a, 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 a solar eclipse on the 14th. I think it is. Let me make sure I'm telling you right. There's a solar eclipse. Yeah. The 14th of December of next year. Okay. There's one, actually a solar eclipse on the 26th of this year. Okay. And then there's one on the 14th. Of December of next year and that's the conjunction and whenever in our history there's been a conjunction like that he was telling that this is when we'd have the beginning of World War one the end of World War two there's a big giant restructuring um, a lot of different things happen when there is a uh, conjunction and the the elite whatever the New World Order uh, bloodline people have uh, used these signs that they clearly know and they have have used them as if they are the ones. And that's what has fooled a lot of the people who bought into it, who deceived the, the, the people into taking the mark of the beast because they said, oh, well, clearly they, they know what they're talking about. Look at all that this happened because they used this information and they, they ordered all these events in history. They, you know, because they have control of the media and control of all these governments, et cetera. And so that's, they've used that. This time, this is not what they want to happen where, where they're being destroyed. 
that are being gobbled up. Okay, being uh, this is this is what's going to happen in December. Okay, so let's see more about what he's saying there. Jupiter and Saturn form the great conjunction in Aquarius. The luminary of expansion, wealth, fortune, abundance, optimism, and faith, Jupiter merges with the luminary of restriction, contraction, structure, confinement, cutting, slowing down and discipline, Saturn. Two very opposite forces merging, kicking each other, like they do every 20 years or so. Now it's not me calling this the Great Conjunction. This has been called this for many centuries, and this alignment really has some history. It was known and studied in Renaissance times, Kepler, Dante and Roger Bacon all wrote about it, and it has been known as a big alignment to astrologers. Now you might think this is just a meeting of two luminaries, no reason to call it the Great Conjunction at all, but here we go. In astrology, Jupiter-Saturn conjunctions occur 243 degrees apart from each other every 20 years. Three successive Great Conjunctions form a triangle called a trigon. A trigon is equivalent to a passage of approximately 60 years. Every 60 year period a great conjunction occurs near or slightly displaced from the point of origin. This is called the first order recurrence. It takes 40 great conjunctions to return to our initial starting point. Yep, nothing going on here, completely random. What do you think about that? So again, because the pyramid, you know, and, and Q has, has told us what you know that they, how these are, you know, ordered, and we they're, these these pyramids are falling. They've been able to control an event would happen here, and an event would happen here, and an event would happen here, and they're like we run everything time and time and time and time again, and now not this time, not this time. For this one, this is the day when they are being destroyed. This is a beautiful, beautiful day. And what that's what, the, you know, this man, um, and I'd like to, you know, I guess I'll put something on this comment section. What he doesn't understand is this is, this is where this great awakening is happening worldwide. This is, this is a, yet he's right. And it's a huge event. And what he doesn't realize is that um, this is the end of their, of their system. Because he he knows about it. If you listen to this whole video, which I'm just be very careful when you when you watch this video, because he's very much about oh the, there's going to be wars and there's going to be a stock market crash and you know, whatever. So typical, 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 whatever. Um, so we but we know this is the great day of the Lord. It even said that there would be a, a, a paradigm shift and a and a and a and a and a wealth and a restructuring of the of the of the money systems and all that. So anyway. I don't know why they tell both, but either way. All right, so um, I wanted you to hear, uh, oh, this is really weird, okay. The sky. Now, 40 conjunctions. Now, the great conjunction has also been mentioned in movies and television. Get a load of this. Planets as well, but this particular part of the puzzle pertains to a precise planetary position, Jupiter and Saturn in conjunction. What's that supposed to mean? Well, historically, Harry, when Jupiter and Saturn are conjunct, there are enormous shifts in power and fortune. Jupiter being expansive in its influence, Saturn contracted. Conjunction suggests a state of, of intensification, concentration. What this indicates to me is the potential for explosive change, good and bad. Now, ask what the Great Conjunction is. What's the Great Conjunction? What's the Great Conjunction? You tell me. The Great Conjunction is the end of the world! Oh, the beginning? Huh. And begin, all the same, big change. Sometimes good, sometimes bad. All right, so I found this very interesting that all this symbolism that we have been learning about, she's more like a, of a Baphomet, and it's, it's bad for the bad guys. It's good for us. All right, so isn't this funny? I, I've not watched either of these shows, but to see that they are, they have their ways of communicating through these TV shows, what, uh, what is uh, going on, and it's conjunction. Had you ever heard of such a thing? I mean, I know I showed you guys this a few weeks ago. I'm like, what? Something's going on, and I had no idea. <laughs> I had no idea, but the Lord knew that this was something that was happening 
uh, in the heavens that the, that the elite have been talking about and it has been for years and you know years and years and the great news is this is the big one it's the big one alice this is the big one this is it <laughs> all right so net, then i want you to see okay so there's a uh change element let's see if i can pop it to there a slowing down of energy this meeting is intense for sure two very opposite energies it's worth noting that Mars is home in Aries, where it is very feisty, impulsive, daring and aggressive, and square to Pluto, a challenging aspect to Pluto, which rules power and transformation. Now this grand conjunction gets even deeper when we notice that it changes elements sometimes. So let's look at an Excel sheet I made. So the Jupiter-Saturn Great Conjunction occurs every 20 years or so but every 200 years they change element. This is known as the trigonalis, usually a hallmark of epochal social and political change. Now I've marked in green, sometimes these great conjunctions do triples due to- Did you hear what he said? Political change, giant political change. Retrograde within a seven month period. I've marked all the years of these great conjunctions going from BC, to AD, we're getting more into recent times. So all these great conjunctions were in air, then water, then fire, then earth since 1802. It's going to move into air. And the one on the 21st of December 2020 on the solstice is the first one in air. If we disregard this triple, in 1980, which brought about the internet and the home PC, until 2159. Thank God for the home PC and the internet, right? That's what was, that was a huge thing. That's a huge one that, because that's how we can communicate with each other and learn all this information. How would you ever begin to find out this information if it wasn't for the internet? It's, I'm just, love it. I'm so thankful for it. So, um, he is, it's talking about it's in air. And I think it reminds me, and I tried to figure out what they mean, how they determined it being in air. And I got a kind of a little bit of a runaround uh, on, on that. I'm not going to really go into what I found out about that because it, it sounds like they, they, they take a lot of different things and, and they, and they throw it into a, into a hopper. But bottom line, we are doing a battle in the air We're we're in the battle of, in the airwaves. It's just a battle in, um, uh, the prince against the prince of the power of the air, right? Um, that this is an angelic war of Armageddon that we are fighting right now. That this is the this is the great battle of uh, in this in, for for space for who's going to rule, you know, this space force, right? So anyway, so if anyone has any any ideas for me on uh, on, on a on a a clear way that they are able to determine, you know, uh, the air, the element, you know, and I'm not sure, you know, how much stock to put in any of that. All right. So um, then I'm going to show you one more thing about Aquarius. Aquarius is the age of truth and information. Aquarius rules sharing the group, genius, big ideas, breakthroughs, travel, technology, and communication at a new level. As you can see here, Mercury's gone all around the sky since it left Capricorn early mid-January and re-enters Capricorn. Decentralized crypto is getting ready for its bull run. I see early 2020 the Pluto-Saturn conjunction and spring equinox conjunctions as a catalytic event to start the end of the economy. And the end of 2020, the Saturn-Jupiter Great conjunction on the solstice as the chaos starting. There's no way back. Change is ramping up and there is no way of stopping it. Now, some will see this as chaos. Some will see it as a celebration as change is coming. It depends on your perspective, level of awareness and circumstance. Other sky movements worth noting in the coming years, uh, middle of 2025. I'm not gonna go into any farther than that. Okay, so this is what's, um, what's, what's cool is he's talking about smashing illusions and, and something about utopia. I guess I missed, I've, I've passed that by, but he said what he's saying is uh, that there would be a, a, this utopia. Um, and um, so, and, and it, yes, chaos, specifically 
you know, there's an upheaval. That's what he's seeing. There would be an upheaval. Based upon, I mean, he does a lot more research on these stars than I do. And do I agree with everything he says? That would be a no. But he's, he also saw this amazing thing with this with the Saturn conjunction. And so um, the, the thought of, yeah, for us who are awake, who have been researching this, we won't be shocked. We won't be, uh, uh, you know, upset when some of these things come out some people because they have been so asleep it will be a jolt to them when some of these this is exposed but thankfully you know that's what our job is as q has told us is that when this happens that we will be there to support people and get information out so that they will that they will understand what is going on because they won't be able to to pretend like it didn't it's not going on anymore okay they will have to wipe the sleepy out of their eyes and and see so it's very exciting he's um he even talked about you know this uh, utopia in the sense of of uh of just a uh financial our health our our you know all worldwide of peace and that type of thing so he's looking at more as just another another event uh, conjunction, but I know, and you know, that this is not just a one-time thing. This is a big, big, you know, big one. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> this is the big one. All right. So I want you to see uh, if you want to look more in detail. These are all my videos about the. the okay, here we go. This one right here. Um, the timeline. I've got two about the timeline. Uh, part two. Let's see. Where's part one? Here's the part one, okay, where I go into uh, these two videos, the New, New World Order and the, uh, the Timeline for Arrest, the Timeline Part 2, where I go into each one of the signs that are happening in the heavens so we see this is it, this is it. And so um, uh, anyway, I wanted to share that with you guys, and I am still trying to really get a, a, a firm grip on, you know, how to uh, – uh, how to read this information that the Lord has given to us, you know, and I don't want to, I'm not going to become an astrologer. I'm not going to talk to stars. Um, don't worry. I'm not going to do that. But I do want to see what the Lord put in the heavens for us, just like Joseph and um, Benjamin knew and Daniel knew and the wise men therefore knew. And so trying to find that information and not get, sucked into the astrology vortex because most of the information that you if you search on this you will find a bunch of stuff that's like reincarnation and a lot of really off the beaten path type stuff so they've made it where you're like okay i, didn't, I can't find anything because there's so much out there that's just so much deception okay but even still we don't have to be afraid the lord will guide us into all truth he will help us to to, to glean, like on this video, glean the good and toss out the bad, toss out the bones, because we, we look at everything, the Q posts, the, the Trump tweets, through the, the, the current events, the, the stars in the light of God's word and what he, is, what he has revealed for us. So I wanted to share that with you guys, um, because mainly because I want you to be encouraged. I want you to be encouraged that this is, by all accounts happening something big in March and then huge in December of next year. Okay. So just, just keep, keep, uh, keep encouraged, keep, keep focused and uh, be prepared that March isn't just around the corner that uh, there's going to be some big things. And I really expect big things on to see some big things on Wednesday with Horowitz. It's exciting, exciting. And hopefully we'll still be here. We'll see. Um, I'm still struggling with, with uh, the other, uh, with BitChute, but hopefully I'll still have, um, I'll still have uh, the Twitter. We'll see. We'll see. Anyway, make sure that you're on every site of mine that you possibly can. Make sure that you are linked up on that. So let's pray. Thank you so much, Lord, for what you're doing. Thank you that you're revealing uh, uh, all truth to us. We will seek you so to, to guide us into all truth, O oh Lord. You know where the information is that we can, uh, that's out there for us. Guide us to the truth. Guide us to where we can get the, the pieces of the puzzle so we can put it together. And thank you for, for revealing. 
to us what is going on in March and in December and confirming what uh, what I thought was going on. I just thank you, Lord. This is just great day that we've been waiting for so long. We thank you, Lord, and just ask you to, to continue to strengthen us, to hold us up, to, um, to, to energize us uh, by your spirit within us so that we can do the job that you've given us to do, oh Lord. Um, we thank you that you empower us by, uh, by this truth and by your word, by your spirit. Um, and uh, we thank you that, that, uh, when we see something, you, you confirm in our hearts, what's true, um, where we just wish we are, we are completely, um, uh, uh, surrender to you to, and, and are relying upon you to, to guide us through this and so that we can also help to guide others. So we give you praise, Lord. All praises be to the King of Kings, uh, just like we're seeing as being sung praises to you, this beautiful um, heavenly energy being put into the air of praises to you all over the world. We thank you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, guys, I love you. I will talk to you soon. All right, bye.